the Carolina Hurricanes are going to have yet another offseason of a lot of turnover. Andrew and I dive into the Hurricanes' upcoming free agents and who should stay and who should go in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Monday afternoon. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Andrew. How are you doing today, Andrew? I'm doing well. Coming to you from a beautiful, picturesque Lion Lake up in Michigan. Let's hope you have a better trip home from Michigan than I did a few months ago and not get stranded in the airport for 26 hours. Uh, So that was, uh, if you're there and you know about that, you know, but we aren't going to spend a lot of time on that today as the Hurricanes have yet another offseason full of free agents uh, and who they should decide to keep, who they should decide to let walk. Uh, so it's going to be a repeat of the past few years. Uh, but yeah, we do have a lot to get through. So we're going to dive on in. Uh, but first and foremost, a lot of the guys with the Chicago Wolves, we aren't going to be talking about uh, just because that that's just kind of a coin flip. Uh, we do have a couple guys we are going to mention. Uh, but as a whole, those guys, it's a coin flip. You could see them saying you could see them going. It, it's just Again, it's a coin flip with those guys. Uh, so diving into the first one, Max Pacioretty. This is one that a lot of folks are talking about, uh, whether or not they should keep him, whether or not they should let him go. Now, personally, I am in the camp of letting him go. I, and it, it's nothing against him at all. Uh, you know, in the few games he did play, he looked really darn good. Uh, but, you know, just he had two Achilles tears within a year and, you know, really, you know, within, I think it was like seven months, uh, two Achilles tears. It's just the injury aspect of it. And it's not one. I really think the hurricanes should, you know, it's not a risk I want them to take now. Uh, again, you know, because in the, few games that he did play he did look really good so and evidently there's interest uh from max Pacioretty to stay given that was several months ago uh when that came out uh but you know if they were to do like a one or two year with a very low salary maybe like a million two million aav i i could be okay with that uh because it's very low risk uh but as a whole i definitely think it he's gonna they're gonna let him walk in free agency i tend to agree um i agree with you that it maybe it's it's possible he comes back at a lower salary if especially if that's something he wants and he wants to be here and he wants to try to make his comeback here but it's a big risk um you know he's a great player i mean he there's a reason they went out and got him in the Mm -hmm. offseason last year when he's healthy he's one of the best scoring wingers in the nhl but you look at he played well under half a season 
you know, even before the Achilles tears the year before in Vegas, he played well under half a season. He's now coming off those two Achilles tears in a year. He's a significant injury risk. And you have to wonder if at this point, that guy who was one of the best, you know, scoring wingers in the league is still there. If he's, you know, if he, if he still has the same ability and he's going to be able to come back the same and if you're the Hurricanes, I'm just not sure that's a risk you can take with a group that's so close to winning the Stanley Cup. Needs to add some legitimate, reliable, and by reliable, I mean like able to stay on the ice, goal scoring, to try to get over the hump. Um, I don't think you can spend, devote too much of your cap space to Max Pacioretty. And the other thing is like, there's a finite number of roster spots here. So if you bring back Max Pacioretty, is he like, is he cool with being the 13th forward and like, you know, maybe getting a chance if he shows that he can still be that guy and you bring in somebody else, yeah. then okay. You know, maybe that's it. You know, Max Pacioretty is a heck of an insurance policy to have still, but I'm just not, you know, and you heard Dom Waddell say it, that the hurricanes have to make sure they don't get caught waiting on something that maybe isn't there. And I, I think that's ultimately the approach they're going to take. And I feel like a guy like Max Pacioretty gets hits the open market. Some team out there is going to be willing to maybe offer him like one year, three million, hope he can stay healthy, hope he can recapture that previous form. And I'm just not sure that's something the Hurricanes are going to be willing to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and again, it is nothing against him. Uh, again, you know, when he is healthy, he is a really darn good player. It's just he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And it again, I just don't think it's a risk the Hurricanes need to take. Again, you know, if they if they if he'd be okay with being the the extra guy and taking like a one year, uh two year kind of deal. Uh and you know obviously a hefty salary cut. Again, I think you know two million AAV would probably be the max for that. Then okay, because that like you said, that's a heck of a extra guy to have. But Again, I I just don't see it. Uh, I I just don't see that being you know the the move for the Hurricanes. Now moving on to the next one, the captain Jordan Stahl. We've talked about this one already in some previous episodes. We both think, yeah, he's staying. Uh, he ain't going nowhere. Uh, now is it going to be another ten year extension? No, not obviously they don't do those anymore. But is it going to be a max deal? No, it's not going to be. I definitely see it being probably in the two to three year range. Uh, maybe if the AAV is right for, uh, but it's going to be, again, a, a shorter term deal. It's not going to be a long term deal. He is also going to be a guy that is not going to be making the salary that he was. He's not going to be having that six point five million uh, cap hit like he did. Again, I, I do think they're going to give him, you know, because of him and you know how long he's been here as the captain, that's going to give him a little bit of a pay boost, of course. Uh, but I'd see him being two to three years, two to three uh, million AAV. That, that's what I'm thinking with Jordan Stahl. He's not going anywhere, but he's not going to be making the amount he was, and he's not going to get the term that he was last time. But if you look at a guy with his age and the miles on his body, you expect that kind of thing. Yeah, I I certainly agree that Jordan Stahl is going to be back. He he wants to be here. He's the guy. He's the captain. He wants to try to win 
a Stanley Cup here. The Hurricanes want that. You know, you hear from Rod Brindamore on Obvious and Gilio last week about, you know, how much he wants him back. You hear it from Don Waddell at exit interviews. You hear it from Tom Dundon in multiple different interviews. This is going to get done. This is this isn't going to be a big problem. I wouldn't be shocked even if this is done sooner than later. Mm-hmm. You're saying two to three years. I could see that. I would almost lean more towards a one-year deal. Jordan Stahl is 34. He is kind of getting to the point where his career is winding down. I could almost see him kind of being one of those guys where it's just kind of an understanding that he just gets a one-year deal each year as long as he wants to keep playing. But he he that gives him the chance to kind of make that determination at the end of every season now of, okay, do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to retire? You said two to three million. I think that's right. Um, and, you know, it's a pretty big reduction from his previous six million cap hit. But, you know, he still brings a lot on the ice. But given what he, where he is at now, age wise, I think it's the right money. Um, and plus, he's been making six million for 10 years. So he's kind of set in that department. But, yeah, I, I think Jordan Stahl still has a lot to offer in terms of his leadership. Um, still the top guy on the penalty kill, his two way play playing against other teams, top forwards. You saw what he did in the home games in the New Jersey series of effectively making Jack Hughes and his line mates a non-factor. So, yeah, I, I don't expect there to really be any issues here in terms of being him back, but I'm leaning more towards that one-year deal, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, you know, the reason I said two, three years is because he is, what'd you say, 34. Uh, so, you know, he's got a couple good years left in him uh and that's why i'm saying you know two to three you know once he kind of hits the the late 30s that's when you know if he is going to keep playing like his brother it's the one year kind of veteran minimum deals at that point now again we got a lot more guys to get through and we will continue to get through those guys who's going to stay who's going to go right after this quick break folks now for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available for U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Now, diving back on into the Hurricanes free agency, you know, one that a lot of folks are talking about as well, along with Max Patry and Jordan Stahl, is the goalies, Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta. Uh, now, we have talked about these guys a little bit already in the past few episodes, like with Jordan Stahl. But, you know, we're going to continue talking about him, starting with Freddie Anderson. I'm going to say he stays. Uh, 
I, I think, you know, he's, you know, if he didn't have the playoff he did, then I could see him, you know, the Hurricanes just deciding to part ways. But because of the playoff run that he had this year, I think that in itself earned him a contract extension. I am thinking for him, it'll be probably in the two to three year range. Uh, You know, he is on the wrong side of 30, also a bit injury prone. So I don't see them, you know, handing him, you know, a super long term deal, you know, five, six, seven year deal. I don't see that with him. It's two, three years. That's what it's going to be for him. I could see salary wise, he was at 4.5. Uh, I definitely think he goes down a little bit, but not a lot. I could see it maybe in the three to three point five AAV. That's what I'm thinking with Freddie. Two, three years, uh, three to three point five million. Yeah, I'm I'm fifty fifty on what I think they're gonna do with this one. I think personally, I lean towards bringing him back because, like you, everything you just said about that great playoff that he had. I think you're probably not in a point where you want to totally hand the reins to Piotr Kachetkov just yet. And like we've discussed, you've got some time to make that decision because that of that four by two AAV they signed him to that four years term when him buys you a lot of time. I think that they would like to bring him back. I think he would like to be back. The question is, does his playoff performance make him and his representation feel like he could get a raise from what he's making now on the open market. Because I would probably do just an identical deal to the one that he just finished two by 4.5. You have him and Piotr Kachetkov. You're essentially keeping the same total cap hit for your goalies, 6.5 million. That gives you plenty to spend on the rest of the roster, which the hurricanes are certainly going to need both this year and in the years to come with the extensions coming up. If his represent, because look, you, you never know what can happen in the open market. And if his representation is like, hey, you know, this great playoff, maybe we can get five or six. Then I think the Hurricanes probably let him test free agency. You've seen how this free agent, this front office has operated, especially with the goalie position with guys like Fred, uh, Peter Morazic and Alex Nedeljkovic, who were pretty productive uh, their last year with the Hurricanes saying, you know, we don't think we want to pay these guys what they're paying. And outside of a few players, anyone's replaceable. So if Frederick Anderson is willing to sign a similar contract to the one that he just signed, I think he'll be back. If he wants a raise, I think there's a good chance that the Hurricanes let him test free agency and look elsewhere, whether that's potentially bringing Auntie Ronta back to go with Kachetkov or bringing in somebody else. But so, yeah, I'm about 50 50 on that one, I think. Yeah, I didn't even think about uh yeah, the total cap hit yeah, between Freddie and uh Kochekov. So yeah, you know, I could totally see you know, it being an identical deal uh to what he was already on. I didn't even think about that. Uh so yeah, I, I could see that as well. Uh <laughs> totally. Um now Auntie Ranta, you know, we'll just yeah, kind of skip ahead of my list to him. He is one I am probably going to say he I'm gonna say he is gonna go. But it's a very soft go uh, because I could totally see him being back as well. You know, like you said, if Freddie Anderson decides to test free agency and leaves, 
then Auntie Ranta 100% will be back if he hasn't already signed somewhere else. Uh, and then, you know, if they aren't fully confident in uh, Kochekov being the number two or, you know, 1B type situation, you know, whatever they decide to go with, I could definitely see Auntie Ranta coming back as well. Uh, because uh, once again, Don Waddell said that Anderson and Ranta both want to come back and both want to be here. So that's obviously a good sign. Now, now if you know they do bring him back, uh, let, I believe we've already mentioned this on a previous episode, but it's worth mentioning again because I did not like how they structured their contracts uh, whenever they signed these guys of both being UFAs at the same time. I did not like that then. And I don't like it now because you see of you know, what it's such a big question mark of what they're going to do. I don't like that. I think um, if Freddie comes back and Ronta, if they both come back, Ronta will get one year less than Freddie Anderson. So say Freddie gets three years, Ronta will get two years. Freddie gets two years, Ronta gets one year. Uh, I, I see them staggering those contracts. I, I don't see them you know, doing the situation of they're both UFAs at the same time. I, I didn't like that then. I don't like it now. Uh, as far as his AAV, I could see it you know, kind of being comparable to what he's on now. I think he's earned that from the Hurricanes. Uh, but again, it, it the term is going to be the question mark if Auntie Ranta comes back. Because again, I did not like them you know, having them on identical term deals whenever they signed them. Yeah, I hear you on that. I think that's a little bit less of an issue now because you wouldn't be looking at uh, potentially having to replace two NHL goalie spots just because you have Piotr Kachetkov. Now, that's assuming he continues on his trajectory. I mean, goalies exactly. are extremely volatile. I mean, Piotr, we don't know what, if anything, Piotr Kachetkov is going to be in the year to come, years to come. Eileen Anderson, uh, Ronta walks. Um, I think Anderson is my preferred option to yeah. bring back. I think Ronta's played pretty well with the Hurricanes, but I just I don't like the idea of Ronta and Kochetkov as your tandem because I oh, think yeah. Ronta has shown that, especially in the regular season, he plays a little bit better in either a pure backups role, making you know fewer and farther between starts or playing in like short spurts of games, but not a ton of games in a row. Um, whereas I think Frederick Anderson's a little bit more capable of handling that workload. Obviously, we have no idea what kind of an NHL workload Pyotr Kachetkov is capable of handling, and I don't like the idea of, like, his first year is really a true NHL guy of saying, like, you want 50-50 starts between him and Auntie Ronta. I just I think there's a lot of things that can go wrong there. If Frederick Anderson walks, then I could see maybe the Hurricanes circling back to Ronta as their other option. But even then, I'd probably prefer that they look – to the open market to maybe get a guy who can handle a little bit more of a workload. So I'm nothing against him. I think he's played really well for the hurricanes. You saw how well he played in most of that first round series against the Islanders. I'm leaning fairly strongly against bringing on Ronta back just because I don't think it works in the structure of what the hurricanes are trying to do with that position going forward, especially in tandem with Piotr Kuchekov. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. I'm definitely leaning more towards the walking for him. It, it's essentially kind of like the Max Pacioretty thing. Like, if it's right, if they need it, then sure. 
but it's definitely one, yeah, you know, like you said, Aranta, Kachekov, you know, uh, tandem, definitely not the most ideal. Uh, and, you know, he's definitely a backup goalie. That's nothing in terms of his play because he can, he can play. We've seen it. But it's kind of my same criticism I've had with Freddie Anderson, but amplified is he's on that wrong side of 30. He's very injury prone. He's his body just physically cannot handle that number one goalie type workload. Uh, because and again, it's nothing against him. It happens, you know, they're regardless of the sport. You know, some guys' bodies you know, just can't handle that starting role, and that is what it is. You know, they wouldn't have the backup position if they didn't need it. You know, he wouldn't have been in the NHL as long as he had if there wasn't a need for him. So we're going to have to wait and see on that. But I am with you. I'm definitely seeing him, you know, probably putting Raleigh in his rearview mirror. Uh, but, you know, now on to the next guy that I think we are both probably going to be pretty confident is in testing free agency and leaving is Shane Gosper. Uh He already said that he wants to test free agency and said the Hurricanes are an option. But you know, like you mentioned a few episodes ago, he's never really had that chance to test the open market to see what he can get. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely see him walking. Um, you know, does he come back? I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Obviously, the Hurricanes are going to make him an offer. Uh, what it will be, I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm definitely confident in saying he's he's going to be gone. I think there is a slim to none chance that Shane Gostas Bear is back in a Hurricanes uniform next year, um, simply because I don't think they're going to want to spend that much on a guy who's going to be their number three left defenseman. He was really good in that role for them after the trade deadline, formed a really good third pairing with Jalen Chatfield. I think he would be a second pairing defenseman on a lot of other teams. And I think he's going to want to get paid as such. And ultimately, I think he's going to get paid as such because you look at the free agent pool for uh, unrestricted free agent pool for defensemen. There's not a ton there. There's a good chance that Shane Gostas Bear might be the number one guy on the free agent market if he goes. Mm -hmm. And he's probably going to get northwards of five million from another team on the open market that's just the way free agency works especially with defensemen because you don't have a lot of great options he's a guy who can move the puck he's a guy who i think um i mean maybe this part of this is the hurricane system playing a little bit more sheltered in a third pairing role i think looked a lot better defensively than his reputation he can quarterback a power yeah. play he played really well for the hurricanes I just think he's going to get more on the open market than the Hurricanes can give him. He's kind of that he's the, it's that kind of move you can make at the trade deadline when you bring in a guy who's a little bit overqualified for a spot. Like he's a little bit overqualified for a, a third pairing and that gave them really good depth, but it's kind of, it's not sustainable to keep that going forward because you can't pay a third pairing guy like a second pairing guy. The only way I could really see the Hurricanes bringing Shane Gostas Bear back would be if, say, with one of these tr potential trades that they look to make to bring in a score, if they end up using Brady Shea, you know, with his value so high coming off uh, the best year goal scoring wise of his career, though they've already, you've heard Don Waddell and Tom Dundon both talk about wanting to extend Brady Shea. Um, but if those talks go south and they don't see him in their long term plans, then maybe say, oh, 
maybe they say, okay, maybe Gus Despair is a little bit cheaper. We bring him in long term as our number two left defenseman. But barring that, I think he's gone. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, now we do have you know our first RFA, and that is Yessi Pujarvi, uh, the Bison King. Again, he is an RFA, so yeah, the Hurricanes do have a lot more leverage here. He's obviously not going to be a guy that's going to get an offer sheet. Uh, and I, I could see this one's tough because he is an RFA. Uh, I he didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, so I'm definitely leaning more in the go category for him. Uh, but you know, I think if they do, you know, keep him around, it's definitely like a one year deal. Uh, it is not going to be long term. It's going to be like one year, one point five. Like it, it's not going to be a big deal at all. Yeah, and the thing with him is, I think his qualifying offer is at least two to three million. So I think he's a guy that you would see as an RFA. They're not going to qualify him because he's not getting that from them. It would be in terms of not qualifying him, letting him become a UFA, and then circling back and signing him for one year and cheaper. I would let him go, though. I mean, you know, it was the right idea at the time. You got him for virtually nothing, talented, former top five pick, but he just didn't bring much. He, he struggles to finish. Uh, well, I mean, that's an understatement. He cannot finish. He, he I mean, he's not a scorer. Um, and, and I go back to the finite roster thing. I mean, you look at, you know, where, where are you playing him? You've got other guys who are going to be young guys like uh, Jamison Reese, Vasily Ponomarov, who are potentially going to be knocking on the door for the Hurricanes. I would rather have roster spots open for those guys than continuing this experiment with Paul Yarby. I, I would, I would cut bait there. Yeah, I would as well. And there are a lot of other guys to dive on into, and we will do that right after this quick break folks. All right, we are back and it's time to keep talking about the upcoming hurricanes free agents and you know we have our first retirement in my book and that is going to be jake gardner he is he is finally at the end of his four-year deal that he signed here he has not played for two seasons uh because of injuries just piling up between his back his hip and just about everything for him uh and yeah i think yeah he's gonna be a guy he's probably just going to call it. Uh, I think uh, he hasn't played in two years. That's a, it's not a good look uh, yeah, if you're wanting to continue playing. And I, I think he's just going to go ahead and call it a career after this one. It sucks that it did not plan, pan out uh, the way, you know, all of us expected it to. Cause I remember whenever that signing happened, uh, a lot of folks were excited about it, uh, but yeah, it has not panned out the way they had originally planned. You know, the fans, Hurricanes front office, Jake himself hasn't panned out, but yeah, I see him being a guy. He's just going to call it a career. Same with Andre Kasha. You know, it didn't, it didn't pan out the way he wanted. Injuries have continued to pile up. He played one game this season and then has missed the rest of it due to concussions. I think at the end of the day, these two guys, they need to put their health first. They made lots of money uh, throughout their NHL careers, but you know, they need to consider their quality of life post playing. And I think, you know, these guys, you know, they, they, they're just going to go ahead and call it a career. 
Yeah, I think I think definitely with Jake Gardner, it's unfortunate that that didn't work out because you saw flashes that first year and in the second year before he got hurt of what he can do in terms of a puck moving defenseman. But yeah, no, it it just it just didn't work out. I agree. You know, it's unfortunate that the back injuries have robbed him of these last two years. But I think for his the sake of his future health and quality of life, it's probably time for him to hang it up. I mostly lean that way with Andre Kasha as well. You know, when you have that many concussions in a row, that that becomes pretty scary because you're you're prone to have another one and have worse effects from it. Mm-hmm. Just because he is so much younger, I could see him maybe trying to give it another go. I certainly I don't think it'll be with the Hurricanes. No. Um, if it is, I mean, either of these guys, if they wanted to try to make a comeback, it's not going to be here. But yeah, I think that those are definitely two guys that need to consider their future health and the decisions that they make. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, it sucks uh, to see careers, you know, in that way and these guys not be able to end their career on their own terms and being forced into it. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, again, they got to do what's best for them uh, long term. Now, one that uh, you have talked about uh, uh, several times over the past few uh, episodes is uh, Jesper Faust. Now, he is definitely a guy that I think we are both in the camp of Hurricanes. Bring him back. He has been very underrated for them, uh, and he has came up clutch several times for them. Uh, and I'm definitely saying, yeah, he stays here. He is, I believe, he is 31 years old right now. Uh, so he's just on the other side of 30. So I could see him getting a little bit of term with his deal. Yeah. Again, you know, kind of unlike Jordan Stahl, you know, he is getting up there. You know, he's in his mid thirties. Uh, yes, for Foss, I'm definitely seeing he's staying for sure. I, I could see him being in about the four year range. That'll kind of take him into his mid thirties, kind of where Jordan Stahl uh, is right now. And, you know, as far as salary wise, he's currently at two million I could see him saying kind of in that range, in the 2 million range, maybe a little bit more, maybe hitting, you know, 2.5, 2.75. Uh, but, you know, he is, you know, more of a depth guy. So I don't see him, you know, getting more than three and a half. Uh, yeah. So I definitely think he stays for sure uh, because he has been really stinking good for the Hurricanes over the years. Yeah, that three, it's hard to believe that three year deal that he signed, um, well, three years ago is about to come to an end. But yeah, he, he's been, I think, everything the Hurricanes could have hoped. Really good teammate, uh, phenomenal defensive winger, great penalty killer, really good two way player, good fit for Jordan next to Jordan Stahl on those shutdown lines that have been so effective for the Hurricanes. He's capable of providing a little bit of depth scoring, playing on the power play in a pinch. He obviously scored some big goals in these playoffs. If it were up to me, he would most certainly be back um, probably on a relatively similar deal to what he's on now. I'd pro- I'd maybe go like two years, three million. Um, I'd go a little bit more on the money to get less term just because you have to be really careful if you're the Hurricanes adding too much term past this year and next just because as you figure out contract extensions for these guys like sure. Sebastian Ajo, Brett Pesci, Brady Shea, and oh by the way, two years from now, 
Jacob Slavin is going to be a free agent. That's not going to be cheap. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, you kind of have to watch yourselves a little bit there. In terms of if I think he'll be back, I'd probably lean like 60-40, 55-45 that he will. Well, just because the way this Hurricanes front office has operated the past couple of years, there have been these middle six winger guys that we've all perceived as really, and they were, they were valuable to the Hurricanes, guys like Nino Niederreiter, Brock McGinn, that this front office was ultimately ended up being willing to let test the market and ultimately sign elsewhere. So that would be my only word of caution that there's certainly precedence for the Hurricanes letting this type of player walk. I would bring him back, but I just wonder, you know, does his playoff performance bump up his potential dollar ask a little bit? And if it does, do the Hurricanes potentially let him test free agency? Because, again, this front office has been pretty rigid in terms of offering guys what they think they're worth and not really budging from that. So that, that would just be my only word of caution on this one. That is definitely true. Uh, we have seen that before. Like you said, that wasn't something I, you know, when I was, you know, going through the list, you know, I was just, you know, thinking about Jesper Foss and, you know, what he did for the Hurricanes this year. But yeah, there's totally precedent uh, for guys, you know, uh, that you think would be sure things to stay, like Brock McGinn and Nino Niederreiter. You thought, you know, they would be sure things to stay. And, you know, that wasn't the case. Uh, but, you know, we are about to hit our rapid fire uh, go round uh, now. And that is Paul Stasny. He's gone. Uh, Calvin DeHaan. He's gone. Uh, Dylan Coughlin. He is definitely gone. Uh, and then Derek Stepan. He is probably going to be gone as well. If you remember with Coughlin, or excuse me, not Coughlin, DeHaan and Stepan, they're both on PTOs, uh, and then they got themselves the one-year deals that they were on. And now that I am thinking about it, uh, with you know needing that third uh, pairing defenseman, I, out of all of them, I would say Calvin DeHaan would be the guy that could maybe stick around on probably similar to what he's on now. Uh, not a lot of money, not a lot of term. And I think that's more so, you know, if they realize, all right, we aren't going to be able to get Shane Gosper. We aren't going to be able to, you know, really get a trade that's worthwhile. Then I could see DeHaan being back. Uh, but yeah, out of the rest of those guys, I could see them being gone. Derek Stepan, maybe he stays, maybe, uh, you know, again, similar deal to what he's on now. But as a whole, all those guys, I'm definitely thinking they are on to new homes. Yeah, I agree. For the similar reason that I talked about earlier with Yessi Pogliarvi, you look at letting guys like Stasny and Stepan walk from the bottom six. That opens the door again for guys like Reese and Ponomarev. I promise I'll get that one right by September um, to try to push for spots on the Hurricanes roster, um, get a little bit of an infusion of young talent in there. Calvin DeHaan, yeah, Coglin, there's not much to say there. He looked, I. I under no disrespect to him. I understand why the Vegas Golden Knights made him a throw in on the Max Pacioretty trade. I'll just leave it at that. Um, yep. Calvin DeHaan, I think, is a better fit as a potential seventh defenseman. I think you want somebody who offers a little bit more at this stage of their career playing on that third pairing next to Jalen Chatfield. So you try to recapture a little bit of what you had with Shane Goss to spare there. 
Dehan and Stepan are both the kind of guys that I can see like they're probably going to be unsigned, you know, late, late into the summer, into the off season that, you know, that the hurricanes are sitting there in August, September, and they think they need another depth defenseman or another depth forward that then they could circle back and bring those guys back. But I certainly don't think they're going to be in any hurry to do so as free agency opens in July. Yeah, I, I agree there. I don't see you know, either of those guys, you know, being, uh, guys that you really see coming back, uh, especially you look at the two defensemen of Calvin Hahn and uh, Dylan Coglin, uh, very much like last postseason with Ethan Bear, they didn't play this postseason, and I think that was pretty darn telling uh, heading into free agency that there's a good chance they won't be back again. They did make that Shingoff spare trade at the deadline, so you do factor that in there. Uh, but Coglin, he barely even played this season. He was always in the press box if he was even at the games, to be honest. Uh, and, you know, it, it's those are guys I definitely see them being gone. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, Dahan and Stepan, you know, come, you know, uh, late into the offseason. If they're still unsigned and the Hurricanes feel they need someone, then I could definitely see them being guys that uh, make their way back here. Uh now, again, as we said at the top of the episode, a lot of the Chicago Wolves guys do feel that those are kind of coin flips of, you know, whether they stay, whether they go, but do have a few that I want to mention here. And they are names that we, of course, have seen in Hurricanes jersey, starting with uh, the newest one of Mackenzie McEachern. Uh, I will probably say yeah, he would stay, but it's not a it's pretty soft. Yeah, you know, I could definitely see him you know, uh, going. But, you know, with how he played in the playoffs, I, I could see him you know, getting you know, a, a one year uh, deal. Uh, I, I could see that with him. But again, you know, it's not one that I am like, all right, yeah, this is a lock. You know, same with the other two I have here. They're by no means locks uh, to stay. Max Lajoie. He's another guy that I think will stay. You know, the Hurricanes have kind of, you know, leaned on him a bit. You know, whenever defensemen have gotten hurt, he tends to be uh, uh, quite often, you know, the first uh, got defenseman that they do call up, uh, you know, especially now that Jalen Chatfield has, you know, just been on the roster uh, full time. But Lejoie, you know, we've seen him, you know, over the past couple of seasons and what he can do for the Hurricanes, you know, in that, in that pinch. Uh, so I could definitely see him saying, and then finally Ryan Dezingle. Um, I, I could see him coming back. Uh, and with him, I do think it'd be like another one year deal. I don't see it being long term because he missed so much time due to injury this season. I could see him, you know, being like, you know, yeah, I, I want to get you know another year in. Um, yeah, and really, you know, see, you know, what I can still do uh, in, in terms of that way. Very, again, all these guys, similar deals to what they're on now. I don't see any of these guys getting, you know, crazy raises or, or you know, super long term or anything like that. I think if they stay, they are on similar deals to what they are on. Because, you know, one thing with the Zingle that I was excited for at the start of the season is, I oh, you have him down in the AHL now so-and-so goes down you can call him up and he's already a you know nhl caliber player uh for the most part again he's had a couple down years as of late but you know he's a guy with a lot of nhl experience so you know bringing him back up you know that was something i was really excited for but we didn't get that this year 
So we'll just have to wait and see. But again, those three guys, I see them staying, but you know, none of them are the locks and they'd all be on similar deals to what they are on now. I think the thing you have to keep in mind here, though, with guys like that is the Hurricanes are probably not going to have an AHL affiliate this year. So they are not going to they're they're more so just going to need places for their prospects to go play. They're not going to have an AHL roster that they have to fill out with those veteran type guys. I could see a Max Lajoie type staying maybe just with the Hurricanes as their number seven defenseman if they feel comfortable with that, if they get. um you know, go out and get another really reliable guy for the third pairing. But like guys like uh, Ryan Dezingle, Mackenzie McKeckern, I'm not sure there's really going to be a place for them in the organization this year, just given the uniqueness of what the Hurricanes are going to be dealing with without an affiliate. True. I did not consider that. I had totally forgotten that they likely won't have an affiliate. I mean, anything can happen. Yeah. For all we know, you know, uh, later on today, they can announce affiliation with another team. We just don't know. Uh, You know, that's well above our pay grade and what we know how to do. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see on that. But again, yeah, that's something I didn't think about uh, with any of the uh, AHL uh, free agents. Like a lot of them are RFAs. Uh, so, you know, we'll just have to wait and see with those guys. But yeah, the lack of an AHL affiliate is definitely going to make that stuff interesting and will make for an interesting season next year as well. You know, as far as, you know, who's going to go where, you know, whether it be, you know, Ryan Dezingle, Max Lajau, McKenzie McKecker, you know, whoever, it's going to be interesting to see where these guys uh, end up if they do stay with the Hurricanes organization. but. You know, that is all of the notable free agents for the Hurricanes. Let us know what you think is going to happen with these guys, whether they're staying, whether they're going, what what deals you think they are going to fetch, whether it be from the Hurricanes or someone else. Let us know down in the comments on YouTube. Tweet at us at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And Andrew at a schnitt. 53. I just realized I made another typo in my Twitter handle. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, but again, as always, guys, you know, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Monday afternoon. And we will talk to you in the next episode. And as always, let's go, Canes.